Yeah, your problem is you're in the suburbs, so you still have to like rake. Yeah, you have to do have something to with the yeah. leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then with I us. saw it once and I cracked it out. I was like, maybe I was wrong. But then, and so no. I cracked it out, and I, but then I couldn't get it started. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just hung it back up. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. Because for us, it's like we could just have to, bl- like, we don't have to, like, we just have to blow the leaves, like, into the, into woods, the woods. Yeah. Right. Which are, but the woods are everywhere. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Podjiva, the Podjiva Television Podcast. I don't know why I laugh whenever I say Podjiva. Uh, I'm Podjiva comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me as always are Podjiva TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And our own, very own buggity, Dustin Rolls. Podjiva is Podjiva. It's a very serious word. I don't know why that would make you But he's the comedy editor. I never have to say it, so I don't... It doesn't, now I'm saying it, it, it I, I just said pajiba, but podjiba is not the same word to me. It's not an easy word to say, uh, but that's pod-jiba. no excuse for... Podjiba. Podjiba. I feel like you have to overemphasize the D, so it's not, uh, it doesn't sound like pajiba, but anyway. I, I like the fact that it could just sound like pajiba. It, it, does it does most of the time. Well, yeah, so we just, yeah. It's all the same thing. It's a, it's a media empire. This is true. That's right. Um, <laughs> Uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, oh, The Mandalorian, uh, SNL, Fear the Walking Dead, Supernatural, other things probably, um, but also, how, how's everybody doing? Oh, it's, it's November 9th, by the way. It's been a week since, since the election, and uh, things are okay? So, yeah, kind of, mostly. Not yeah, a po- think... politics podcast, but you know. Uh, <laughs> I, it, it ties into how everybody's feeling, so I'm assuming Okay. Relief. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll we get a, where? A, wherever we're going. We have a, a tentative uh, sense of relief. Just right. Sort of like a, yeah. Yeah, because you've still got that like two-month window of just like, all right, now what? Right. <laughs> like what, what, lame duck. Lame duck. Lame duck, lame duck. Is he going to drop the bomb or is he just going to like go crazy? Oh, okay, wow. I mean, right. I don't know. I don't I mean, think you don't have to go that fast. I mean, we're you trying just, to. We're, you know, what's he gonna do? We're trying to be positive here, Dustin. Yeah, what um, happened? I think he's really gonna sell pardons to uh, pay off his debt. That's what I think. Oh, you think he's gonna sell the pardons? That makes sense. I think sense. that would be. I mean, if I'm Trump and I'm corrupt anyway, and I needed a lot of money, that's what I'd do. Yeah, that makes sense. You get a half a million dollars to get out of prison. I mean, he's still raising campaign funds to pay right. off his it's campaign true. debt. Insane. But that doesn't pay for his, like, uh, personal his personal debt, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he can find a way to, you know, just, just take more golf trips. It's fine. Anyway, look, yeah. we're not a politics podcast, but obviously no, the uh, we're, we're tentatively excited about how the election turned out after a week of stress. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, uh, what are you drinking in celebration i guess uh dustin well we'll start with you i'm drinking something called the latin root it is uh fine <laughs> did it come in a box no it's it, it, it well no it's one of the wine club things that's latin what I... root 
Oh, oh, that kind of box, yes. It's yeah. not boxed wine. But no, it did I know come it's not box. boxed wine. It'd come in a mailbox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was fine. It's fine. And yeah. you still have not canceled your subscription. I have not, and the wine bottles are just kind of piling up in there. <laughs> uh, got wine so, for days. So you're actually not running out of wine. No, no, no. We got lots of uh, wine and lots of flour. Wow. Do you find that your wine reserve, your strategic wine reserves, um, do better when producer Seth isn't around versus when he's in your house? Producer Seth did not drink wine. He drank a lot of bourbon, which I started to drink with coffee by the uh, during the uncertain period of an uncertainty. I was drinking <laughs> a lot of bourbon in the morning I, or, or like no, 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 just at night. Okay, and I hadn't drank bourbon. Since uh, Dan and I went on a, a draft of our fantasy football, and I had a whole lot of bourbon. Oh, yeah, a, I remember that year. In a big, what was it called? Big? Big gulp? Big bit. But what was that? Uh, big bear? Uh, yeah, that was, or that, that was a place. That is a place. Right. Yeah. But it was uh, the altitude. So I had a whole lot of bourbon, and I got really bad altitude sickness. And I loved bourbon for half a day, and then I never wanted to drink it again. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, you know, you gotta you gotta be careful. You gotta pace yourself up in the mountains. Um, it's true. Valuable Ooh, lesson. You, you learned a valuable lesson. Is the key. I did. Um, I did. But uh, yeah. All right. So Latin root. Uh, That's right. Wait. What? What kind of wine is that? I don't even know. Did you say? Uh. I, it's a white wine, but it's they say it's a Catarato. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why I ask because I have no region? idea. <laughs> uh, maybe oh, that's the region Catarato. No, 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 no. I'm asking. I don't know. Siciliani? I don't know, man. It doesn't say. It says Latin root Catarato. The Latin root wines. That's right. I would assume Italy, right? Probably. There was. I had a, a old world elegance of this perfectly restrained Italian Catarato. Oh, say, right. a, a Catarato is a type of wine. I've never heard of that. Huh. They also uh, have a Latin root uh, red wine blend. And blend is just a fancy word for uh, poor wine. I wonder if Catarato is the Latin root for like... Mediocre. Shitty wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's Cut fine. <laughs> when you don't want to be impressed. <laughs> Where are they from? I can't. I'm. I'm googling them, and it doesn't like. It's not easy because their website doesn't have any information. Oh, so you don't know either, huh? Like it makes it makes it sound like they're trying to sound. Oh, they're from Spain. Okay. Wait, they're from Spain. Spain? That's not that's what, what I. Mean. Not that's Italy. What, that's what Vivino says, whatever huh. Viv- Vivino is. Hmm. Um, yeah. There you go. All right. This is all a fraud. It's a sham. That's it's right. a wine box <laughs> sham. Uh, Tori, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking bourbon, but I have put it into tea because oh, I'm yeah. feeling very relaxed these days. Um, I'm not, I'm really trying to get my. 
my, you know, my life, my health, everything back on track now that the stress of last week is over and there's, you know, a hope in the distance maybe. There's like a light at the end of the shit tunnel. So I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to like maybe not stress eat carbs. And uh, I thought, you know, also what if I had like a nice herbal tea to wind down the day and then just put bourbon in it. Pour some bourbon in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so does that work? I mean, I mean, what I mean is like uh, flavor-wise. Well, so I used like a lemon ginger tea. So, <clears throat> and then I added honey and more lemon. Um, I also I thought about doing a mint tea, which is also pretty good. Um, if I had more cinnamon sticks, I would have just made a hot toddy. But I was out of cinnamon sticks, and it just doesn't feel right to make a hot toddy with like ground cinnamon. Actually, it's like seventy degrees in New England right now, which oh, is bizarre. Oh, really? It's not, yeah, I'm dying, actually. I'm wearing, like, a flannel, <laughs> and I'm, like, and drinking tea, and I'm, like, why am I doing any of this? It's really Cause, warm. Because over here, it's uh, it's in the 50s and 40s at night, and I'm, like, Oh, you I'm took cold. our weather, you bastard. Yeah. To me, to me, this is freezing. Like, I was in a, I was in a hoodie all day, inside. Yeah, I had four inches of snow last week, and now it's, like, sunny in 70s. <laughs> That's normal, right? This yeah, is all yeah, totally, this totally. Is all fine. This is great. It's um, Blame Biden. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we can oh, say that you. now. Oh, I miss. <laughs> I, I enjoy blaming Biden for things. Um, <laughs> I, I'm Dan. drinking uh, Okinawan beer, uh, Odeon beer. I've had it before on this podcast, and it's just uh, wanted some beer, and that's what I ended up with. So there you go. Good job. Did I ever tell you guys about my Bailey's uh, addiction? Your what? Well, I'm sure you will now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to. Well, you but, should, uh, is what I'm saying. Uh, producer Seth uh, came to my house for Christmas one year, uh, maybe four years, five years ago, and he brought Bailey's. And I put that in my coffee, and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it so much that I had it in my coffee, in every single cup of coffee I had for the next year. Oh my God! This and, and I and you drink mean a like lot from, of coffee. You mean like in the morning, morning, too. morning, noon, night, all day. I was started out with a small bottle a week, and then you know, by two or three months in, I was at the big bottle a week, and then sometimes maybe two bottles of Bailey's a week in my coffee. A week? Oh, oh my God. God! A week? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. How much would you good. add? Are we talking like a teaspoon of tablespoon? I drink a lot of coffee. No, but like I'm, per cup. Oh, it was definitely at least a shot. Oh my god, it could have been more than a shot. Oh yeah, I'm oh. Just, yeah, and, but and I did that for one year, and then the next Christmas I was like, okay, it's time to stop, and then I quit. And you just switched to Kahlua. No, no, no. <laughs> nobody, nobody switches to Kahlua. You start at no. Kahlua, and then you 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 escape. Right. <laughs> That's true. Um, or you, I did you, try. Know, you turn like 23 and you're like, okay, this is gross. Right. I do appreciate so, that, that story because I misheard Dustin when he first said his Bailey story and I thought he meant his Bayleaf story. And I was like, what were you crushing them and snorting them? Like, where are you going with this? I had a real bad Bayleaf problem for a year. <laughs> first it started, I just put it in my, in my stews and then... And into my chilies. I'm like, they're not, I like, I use them and I couldn't have a problem with them because I literally don't know what they do. 
<laughs> I, I have like a combination of problems, which is like an addictive personality and also a creature of habit. And also I'm very superstitious. So if I do something, I like to continue it as long as things are going well. So all of that combined resulted in, uh, you know, Bailey's every single day for a full year. That's amazing. I think we had a really good year, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but that sounds like maybe, maybe go back. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah, that maybe, a, yeah. is that the answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, maybe Quite that's possible. what you need to enter twenty twenty one with. Yeah, it's if like you're saying it, it was second. five years ago, then that puts us at twenty fifteen. Yeah, which means I think it might you... have been twenty sixteen, which oh, was. Oh boy. I know, no, I know you think that was a bad year, but until Trump won, it was actually a really good year. Mm, was it though? I think so. Well, for the site, we had our like <laughs> biggest three months ever because like I had, there was a murder show. Um, <laughs> the documentary murder guy, I had him at the Wisconsin murder. Making a murderer. Making a murder, and for some reason that I did like five million page views on that, and then Courtney, uh, who used to write for us, had her uh, all caps explosion post that year, and that did a million page views in like two days, and she <laughs> NPR was referring to it. So it's a good year until Trump won, and, and you're saying it's a all very bad year. Bailey's. Yeah, I think it might have been Bailey's. So that, that sounds like then what Bailey's does is it gives you a really good time until you hit yeah. until you've gone too far and then things go down. And then real you get fast. trapped. Right, yeah. right. But to be fair, Trump, you know, he he wasn't sworn in until 2017. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but you knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, we, nobody nobody knew it was going to be that bad. Did you make I mean, the transition to two bottles of Bailey a week after the election, or was that? That's quite possible. It is quite possible. And Bailey's is really expensive. I, I should add. I was going to um, uh, the the not the Costco, but BJ's is what we have, and I was buying the Bailey's there because I was you know, drinking so much of it. It's not good for the waistline either. <laughs> Just add that. This is all riveting content, yeah. as I'm Isn't sure it? Our, our listeners uh, will agree. Uh, but you know what else is riveting content? Uh, it's finally time. We finally got another one. It's time for Dustin's Chicken Update. Woo! Dustin uh, has said that he has some exciting chicken news to share and swears that they're not roosters, but uh, we'll see. Not, we'll be the, well, we'll be the judge of that. We ordered uh, 12 chickens. Mm-hmm. They came in the mail. Uh, we didn't want 12 chickens, so we gave five to the people across the street who are our uh, pod mates. Mm-hmm. Uh, two days ago, they had two eggs. We still do not have eggs. <laughs> but across the street, there are eggs. Mm-hmm. Well, so you and gave away very, the very chickens. Jealous. You gave away the chickens and you kept the roosters. That's what it sounds it's, like to yeah. me. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on because our chickens are much fatter than theirs. And yet, it's their chickens that are laying the eggs. Mm-hmm. If somebody on the podcast that's listening could help us out, well, I'm is there just, some sort of technique we need to implement have here? Have you tried giving them Bailey's? <laughs> I would love those eggs. Bailey's <laughs> eggs. 
<laughs> I think it's worth a try. Anyway, that's all I got for the chicken update. We so, don't have eggs, but the same batch of chickens, there are eggs in. Within this feels them. like a this feels like a very low stakes version of like if you bought if you bought the lottery ticket that you gave to your friend yeah. and then your friend won money. And <laughs> you're like, Super you're like what is that? Isn't that my money? Two eggs. Two eggs. Like they owe you one of those eggs, right? Like just, yeah, I, just one. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, okay. That's my chicken update. Cool. All right. Well, Dustin may or may not have roosters, but uh, you know, we'll we'll don't have roosters. That's what Dustin says. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Um, also, they're eating the crap out of the pumpkins, the leftover pumpkins from Halloween. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow up in a pumpkin carving family, so we didn't really do it. Um, I, I didn't either, but uh, I, I'm now in one. <laughs> Well, that's great because normally you just wait for the pumpkin to get rotten enough that you have to like go smash it somewhere. But if they right. eat yeah. it, then you don't have to do anything about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of Halloween adjacent horror, yeah, sure. there we go. That yeah. works. Um, supernatural. <laughs> Yes. So, if any of you were tuning in this uh, last week to see the finale, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I was completely wrong. I blame the election. (laughs) It was not the penultimate episode that we talked about last week, and we are not here to talk about the finale this week, because there's still, from this point, two more episodes to go. (laughs) I think. But some of us believed it was the finale up until the credits rolled, and had to look it up, because I was so just like, What? What? <laughs> 15 <laughs> years and you end like that? Worst finale ever. <laughs> uh, but in other news, uh, you know, fans were delighted and or, you know, aggravated that uh, Castiel confessed his his love to Dean, thus making canon the Destiel... Um, fan shipping thing. Uh, and it was, you know, I think it, it... It's a big boo out of me. Yeah, you you were not a fan. Um, no. I'm more charitable toward it for a number of reasons. Uh, I, one, one, some of the criticisms were interesting because it, it was sort of a kind of... Peak. Left field? Well, so left field, like it's out of character, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do think that the way it was written, it could have been interpreted as since he's an angel and it's, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily overtly like sexual or romantic. It was, but it was also definitely a confession. So uh-huh. it's, it was this kind of interesting, like they're straddling a line where if you wanted to believe it was one way you could and, or go the other way. Okay. Um, but they also do this thing where they, they had sort of seeded it a few episodes bef- uh, before where uh, Castiel gets out of the empty and the way he does is he makes a deal where it's like basically the empty, uh, the like ruler of that dimension kind of says like, you're going to go back to earth and I will come get you when you finally feel like true happiness or something. And so that's why like, Castiel kind of realizes that like they need the empty to show up to beat Billy who's death. And so he's like, okay, so I need to do the thing that'll make me happy. And that is confess to Dean. 
Um, okay. I don't really understand why that made him happy, but okay. I know. Well, exactly. Um, but you know, Unrequited I think that is love the, makes everyone happy. Well, and it was, but it's this very human, you know, an angel finally understanding what love is, I think, beyond mm-hmm. like a sort of devotion or something like that. This is like a, I don't know, like a real human emotion kind of moment for him. So, right. uh, you know, so it was an interesting, um, some people were criticizing the way that uh, Jensen played kind of Dean's reaction, which, because he just kind of is like dumbfounded the whole time. Um, and it's, so it's not exactly, which is understandable. I, I kind of was of the camp of, you know, it, it didn't read as like, uh, uh, homophobic to me. It just, it more read like, I, having been confessed to by a friend right. out of the blue, <laughs> sometimes it can Some guy I've been hanging out with for a decade is suddenly confessing his love to me. Yeah. And you just right. kind of stand there dumbfounded. Like, yeah. You that's just, a, that's a shocking, uh. Shocking uh, moment. Yeah, that one, that I kind of bought. I I do think that um, the idea that, you know, Castiel does this and then immediately dies um, is sort of like, you know, fast track barrier gaze kind of thing, which is a valid criticism. Do you think Castiel is actually dead? No, but that's the other thing. It's supernatural. (laughs) Like Castiel has died (laughs) multiple times before. We still have two episodes to go. That much of supernatural but i know that he's not actually dead yeah he's probably gonna come back so i don't know how how seriously to take that um right. so with all of the oh, how awkward is it gonna be when he comes back he's like oh yeah i remember when i confessed that i loved you right you know and that's the other thing i think the sad thing is even if he does come back it's it definitely is not gonna go anywhere because it's still dean like you're still kind of right. butting up against the who these characters are and while they were able to find that flexibility within castiel yeah, Dean's still Dean. Like, right. Um, what and I appre- he's still an angel. Yeah. And we don't know how, you know, what plane of existence he'll show back up on or whatever, or what will be unwritten from reality or, you know, there's a, you know, a lot can happen in two episodes. Uh, what I do think is, you know, I think the big thing is that this was um, the show kind of coming full circle on its acknowledgement of the fan. So this whole season has been fan service. And this was one of the ultimate displays of that where Mm -hmm. they're and in typical supernatural fashion, sometimes bending over backwards to do the thing the fans want, even when it maybe doesn't always strictly fit with the, the characters or the plot in the moment. Right. Um, You know, and I don't fault them for that. I like, that's one of the things I really appreciate. And I think in this specific instance, um, what I appreciated about it is They've always kind of had their cake and eaten it too with some of the the fan fiction elements of the show where they kind of they wink and nod at it, they they mention it on on screen that you know, they have these meta episodes where they meet fans and stuff like that and the fans are talking about who they think would hook up or who, you know. And and they would always have Dean and Sam kind of play it you know, kind of get grossed out or get weirded out or creeped out or whatever. It was always like their, their funny reaction. Right. So they, they really could have it both ways. And so I appreciate the fact that like in this moment, they actually took one of those ideas and rather than just acknowledging it on screen, like made it canon. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like winking and nodding at it. It was like, no, okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, you know, and again, who knows what's going to happen next? 
<laughs> but Castiel but, theoretically is maybe kind of dead in the empty, and Jack. No, yes. I don't remember. Yeah, well, I wait. What happened to Jack? No, Jack came back, but he doesn't have powers. Oh, Did he I have to be honest. I too? still don't quite know. Yeah, the Jack mythology is. stuff is just super confusing. I don't me. remember. But Jack, Jack is, is not their brother. No, he's Lu- no, like he's not half Adam. brother. No, Jack is Lucifer's <laughs> son. That's what it is. So yeah, I, but I thought a, they shared the same mother. No, 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 that's no. That's the other guy, right? And no, it's not Wait, the other what? guy. So Adam oh. was had the same father <laughs> as them. What the hell is Adam? Remember the brother that's been in hell for like was in hell for years and years. Yeah. I don't think you guys saw the episode where he got out, but he, they did no, finally. No, but we in, saw the one where he goes, right? Because wasn't that the yeah. season five finale? In season 15, they do, like, he he does get out, finally. Wait, what's the character's name that was, like, a human bomb this episode? Jack. That's Jack, and he's not a half-brother. No, he is not a half-brother. <laughs> but they thought that he was for a while. No. No. <laughs> he has always cool. been Lucifer's son. But and never had anything to do with their mother. No. Well, he killed their mother. Right. Okay, that was it. That was it. All right. But, yeah. <laughs> why, did he kill, why did he go and do that? He she didn't a nice have a lady. soul or something. This was all last season, Dustin. Mm-hmm. you got to catch up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't watch last season. I watched all of this season. I just want to know what happened to, you know, um, Tyra. Oh, she died in the first episode. Yeah, I know. you saw that one. Did she ever come back? <laughs> she, for flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, okay. No, she never okay, got, like, the, brought back. So, so they brought back, um, 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 uh, Jim Beaver. Yeah. And they had, like, this whole room full of people. Do you think that was, like, some special effects and they, they weren't actually together? What do you mean? Jim Beaver? Why? Oh, because it because was, oh, for the pandemic is so like uh, strict there in Vancouver, and everybody has to do two weeks. Yeah. Do you think they all came back for two weeks to just stand in a room for five minutes? But well, this might have been if there are two episodes left. They might have this might have been the last one they filmed pre-pandemic. Yeah, they might. Have I shot, think they had two left, right? Yeah, they have two left. Yeah, so there's this week's, and then so like this upcoming episode, I think, is the penultimate, and then mm-hmm. next. And then the following week would be the yeah. finale. But, but again, I think that they were they wait, were too wait, wait. short filming wise. Right. They, were, oh, they uh, yeah. were. I think so. They were either two oh. or three. I could see how they could have shot that because there are moments where you're pretty much looking at like two characters talking, and then anyone else is like deeper background. So it could be mm-hmm. an editing trick where they weren't all in the room at the same Actually, time. Yeah. They weren't all in the screen at the same time. And then they just cut it to look like the place was full. Maybe. Mm. Wait, wait a second. I re- what? I thought when they came back, those episodes were all filmed after the pandemic. No. no. Like, cause they most, had of them were, first... most of them were filmed. Most of them were filmed pre-pandemic, yeah. They just had, like, a couple hanging on because they didn't want to come back in the fall and air two episodes because that would be really – so they – And it also slowed down post-production because they had to to switch everyone to going to editing from home and all that stuff, so. Yeah. But wait, that one episode that – with the the lady – the very first episode back, that was a really good one. Oh, yeah, the bottle episode? That's just to save money. Yeah. But that wasn't a pandemic episode? No, that's an episode to save money. 
Oh. That could have been That's an episode where you're like, we have these sets and we don't have too many characters and that's okay because we're trying to save money. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I really was like, oh my God, the energy is so different because like these people are excited to be back and it wasn't that at all. All right, well, I'm an idiot. Well, they might have, that could be one that they but they did out of order for some reason. I don't know. Because Richard from Felicity said that he had to um, quarantine and that he was originally supposed to be in the first episode back, but then he got pushed. And I thought when he got pushed, he got pushed to make room for that episode. So I guess not. Hmm. I mean, maybe. That could, that be, could be. It could also be first episode back shooting, not first episode back airing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's all very confusing. Yeah. The point is... Cassiel cried, which was completely out of character, and it blew. It kind of bothered me. Oh. It I... felt like the ending of um, the Fifth Element, which I hated. Oh my what? God. No. What's wrong with you? Oh my gosh. I liked the Fifth Element except for the end. What? What do you mean you didn't like the end? What part of the end did you, you remember not like? The end, do you remember the end of Fifth Element where Mill? Where she's like, they save the earth with like, it's love. Right. Love saves the planet. Yeah. And that's what this felt like. It was like this, oh, love. What's the problem? Don't be heartless. I don't know. I just, I'm not trying to be heartless. It was just, like, it's like, think about it. It's like, <laughs> it was like, it's like Pinocchio and he love. became a real boy. Yeah. Uh, right, right. It's just, you never see emotion out of Cassio, ever. That's the and point. Then, right. This is the one time. So weird to see was, it. Yeah, because he had to in order to to save them. He had mm-hmm. he had to do something to be happy, in order to bring that empty. So he he did it. Dan, I've been in love with you all these years. That doesn't bring me any happiness to say that. Because well, you're if Dan had said to me, "I love you too," maybe I'm happy. But just confessing it. Not, no, but nothing. there's a... I, I can understand the... Uh, I am remaining uh, neutral on this for reasons that may may or may not become clear someday. But um, the, uh, the I, I could see that there is a... Um, you know, that that the, if, if you're sitting on feelings that like the the ability to... Uh, to live and vocalize your feelings regardless of like in, in the sense of like, you know, you're not expecting reciprocity. You're yeah. just, you're just like, you know, Oh, I can finally, you know, speak my truth for lack of a better right. term. It doesn't always have to um, be mutual. Right. Right. I guess. The relief of sharing sure. that. Yeah. You ch- see, Dustin, your problem is you're, you cheat. So you're trying to make it a transaction. <laughs> like what can you get out of this? Other people That's just true. give of themselves freely. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's me. I'm totally that person. <laughs> yes, the Cameron Crowe guy <laughs> is definitely that guy. Yeah. Cameron Crowe movies, which are uh, known for their uh, transactional, transactional, <laughs> emotional. Yeah. Um, well, two two episodes of Supernatural left. We think. We think could be wrong. Uh, yeah. We've been wrong uh, before. Uh, I thought that Castile crying was a lot like uh, an SNL character breaking character, breaking, you know. That is an excellent segue. I was segue, trying to do a transit. I yes, was trying I to do it. I was going to, I had a, I had a segue all, all queued up, but uh, that's okay. We'll go with yours. I stepped uh, on it? 
No, that's fine. I mean, it wasn't. It, it's a. It's. It doesn't matter. Uh, Saturday Night Live uh, ended their five weeks of. I mean, th- that poor cast and crew must be exhausted because um, they never do five weeks in a row. It's insane. The, the way that they work, it's crazy. But uh, uh, Dave Chappelle hosted uh, as he God did after the, <laughs> after the 2016 election. Uh, and uh, Foo Fighters were the musical guests, which I took when they were announced. I took that as a sign of good fortune. Good omen. Yes. Yeah, good omen. Um, Foo Fighters are everywhere, like when you need them. That's true. Um, when they're there to. Dave left. They were there. Mm-hmm. And they're there to. They're there to have. Uh, well, I guess Dave Roll specifically, but he he's there to have a drum battle with uh, with a ten year old from England. Exactly. When when he's dated. But, uh, yeah, so it's – Chappelle hosted, um, and one thing that they've been doing on SNL this year, which is interesting to me, is just the um, – not every week, obviously, but they've had a lot of comedians um, as the guest. They have, and yeah. My theory is that it's because they can do a – they can, you know, they can do a stand-up set. So that means you don't have to write as many sketches. Yeah. Because um, I, I just think it's, sets it's, are- Good usually, even right, when they're but, bad, they're at least something to talk about. Right, and and uh, and logistically, I, I mean, I would imagine just because of the limitations on how much crew you can have around at any given time, uh, it's they probably they probably do have to. It's probably just like you can't have as many uh, as many sketches because you probably can't have as many sets or well, right. you know the changeover is is trickier and all that. So, Chappelle was literally in only two skits. Um, yeah, but, but he did uh, a 16 minute monologue. Yeah. Um, and, but it, it's also, this is something that I've noticed with, with all the standups too, is that it's tricky because when you're a standup and you're going on, uh, SNL, you normally, you know, road test your, uh, your, your monologue like several times. And it's a lot harder because there aren't that many, uh, comedy clubs open right now. So, I mean, I know, Chappelle, right. it's been reported that Chappelle did test it, I think, the night before at The Stand, which is a New York City uh, comedy right. club. Um, but And he still went through with that Freddie Mercury joke. <laughs> with the what? With the Freddie Mercury joke. Uh, yeah. But, you know, but the difference is that, you know, normally you have weeks uh, and not, you know, sure. one night to try it out. Because um, you could you could see, I mean, at least from my perspective, there were jokes where the time the timing was off. You know, like where he's not uh, like as an example, the uh, the one that struck me the most was his. He did the joke about like, oh, I see, like you know, I see terrible people on both sides, and it just it just died. Like nobody reacted, and um, but it wasn't that it wasn't that the I mean whether the joke was good or not is you know up to you, but. He he delivered it while they were still laughing at the last joke. Like his timing was actually off, um, and that's one of those things where you don't. That doesn't happen if you're. That only happens if you're doing it for like the first or second time. Like it doesn't happen if you had a chance to do it. You know, six or eight or ten times. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that yeah. being said, I still I still enjoyed his set. Um, I think this was. I mean, we talked about it a little bit pre-pod, but. Uh, I think this was closer to good Chappelle than bad Chappelle. Um, and, you know, there are some jokes that are offensive, and that's fine. And, I mean, like, that's, that's you know, par for the course for him. But 
Um, but but I don't. I I honestly felt like he was. Um, you know, he 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 was still thoughtful, and he was still. Um, you know, he. I I don't think he was. I don't know. Uh, to me, to me, this was closer to to the Good Chappelle than the than the one that you know people got really mad at. Um, I was also really I, interested to see. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, um, no, 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 no. The, the, the other thing that was really interesting to me was his opener about his great grandfather. He took the the bones of that. For, I mean, he but he turned it into a joke where like he he talked about that in uh, eight forty six, which was his. They put it on YouTube, but it was his filmed kind of like sort of special, you know. But it was just him talking basically um, after. Uh, uh, when the George Floyd protest started. Um, and he closed that set talking about his great grandfather. Um, and it was, it was about, you know, how it was essentially about how like, we're not that far from, you know, that time. Um, my problem with that was like, he had this great story and then he entered it with, Oh, Netflix and HBO max are fucking me over. Well, yeah, like, but, it's, but it's still, it's still a, he has to make jokes. <laughs> he's still a comedian. I mean, he's, it just didn't. It didn't match. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the I don't know what you call it. The stakes didn't. I mean, you have slavery, and then you have like HBO Max fucking over a millionaire. Right. Well, to me, I felt like it was a. I felt like it was a a signal to the the people who who watch all of his stuff that like who have seen Eight Forty Six and they know they like they know that as a starting point, and then like the fact that he would turn it into kind of a dumb joke made me feel like, okay, he's like, he's trying to, he's basically saying like, laugh, like laugh, at, laugh at me, laugh at all of this. Um, mm-hmm. it, it may not have been successful to you, but that's a, you know, that's okay. Well, I also didn't like the whole, look, okay. I'm from the South mm-hmm. and Chappelle did like a, a, a bit about uh, the white N word. Right. Right. And that is a very common thing in the South. Because people say, or at least when I was living in the South, they use the N-word a lot. And a right. lot of people would say, oh, I'm not talking about black people. There are white N-words as well. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, you're just... It didn't. They were saying that in order not to sound racist. Right. Because when I was growing up, everybody used the N-word all of the time, but then they would, and then you'd call them out on it, and they would say, no, no, there are white people that are that word mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck you. And that just reminded me of that whole thing. So was, was it that the fact that his, the way that his set kind of like um, repurposed that, like it made it seem like it, like they would have a justified argument in saying that now? Is that the... I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I didn't feel comfortable with it because that was such a common trope in the right. South when I was growing up. And also the Freddie Mercury joke. Right. Um, but, and also, oh, the woman, the, the women's pay joke. And then him, it was, a, it was a terrible joke. It fell flat. And then he tried to save it by saying, oh, I thought this was a comedy show. Oh, no, that's Which, not trying to save it. That's just, that's just, uh, that's just riffing yeah, on the. Get... When a comedian does that, they're not trying to save the joke. They're just like they're, I don't they're know just what like. No, that, but that's a common thing where it's like, oh, the joke fell flat. It's like the thing where you know if you're watching an award show and they and you know the joke falls flat and they say, God, who wrote that joke? 
you know, and they just throw the writer under the bus. Like it's just a, it's just uh, a, it's just that kind of technique. Um, well, for some reason, and not to go on to another show, but briefly, uh, the finale of the comedy store aired last week, mm-hmm. and for some reason, this reminded me of that because Louis C.K. had done some shows or a show with Dave Chappelle in his place. But yeah. Louis C.K. was on the uh, finale of the Comedy Store, and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, who 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 runs the show, the Comedy Store? Um, who's doing the documentary? Do you remember the white guy, uh, the director? Um, I don't. The director know. of the Comedy Store. I haven't oh, watched uh, it. I know, but uh, okay, wait, hang on. This is important. <laughs> Tori is also still here, by the way. I am still here. Yes. I'm enjoying this immensely. I know, but this is this is something... Mike Binder. Oh, okay. So, uh, in the finale, uh, Mike Binder interviews Louis C.K. about the comedy mm-hmm. store, and he's like, and he's, and he's talking to Louis C.K., and he's like, I feel like, you know, some people told me I shouldn't talk to you for this because of blah, 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 uh, and he's like, but I felt like it was important to talk to you, and then he starts going into this thing about how Louis C.K. is going to rise up like, you know, the phoenix and like he's going to be better than ever. Oh. He's going to come out of this. And you're like, why are you doing it? You're like rooting for the guy to come back and be better than ever, which, I mean, do you not know? I, it was a very, I, I don't know, I thought it was bizarre. And if it weren't for the election, that would have been something that dominated headlines this week, I think. But nobody paid any attention to it because of the election. I think you're overestimating how many people watched that documentary. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. But <laughs> so so well, yeah. So is it is it, is it the? Uh, I, sorry, I I feel like I stopped you before you were. I don't. Um, where was I on that? Uh, Mike Binder like, was talking it, about how he was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 then how did that relate to Chappelle? I don't remember. <laughs> I apologize. Well, Chappelle Chappelle has had uh, Louis C.K. at his outdoor shows this summer, yeah, um, and they've remained friends, um, seemingly. Um, I don't know. I don't know them. Um, right, but I Chappelle is really tr- sort of going, and he's intentionally going after like the woke crowd or whatever he's doing. Right. It just didn't feel right for that moment. For the day that Biden wins, and they couldn't have anticipated that when they booked him. It just didn't, none of that felt right. So so you think that his set would have been more appropriate for the moment if it had been purely at, like, the expense of Republicans and Trump and... No, I think on a different week, we could have like uh, broke down his, as we do uh, on our uh, pop culture blogs, Uh, we could have broken down the set and talked about it, uh, blah, 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 blah. But it just didn't. In this particular instance, what we're looking for is like someone to either commiserate with or someone to celebrate with. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like he offered either one of those choices. I think I still think they should have had Leslie Jones host that episode. But again, like you don't, it hit because like 
you knew the election was going to be that week, but you didn't know that the winner was going to, uh, you know, like that they were going to right declare it right on Saturday. Right. I mean, we could we knew it was going to take time. That's but. true. But he was also the host of the last of uh, the 2016, and I don't think he was a particularly effective host at that particular time either. Yeah. Well, I but, think if yeah. if if you're if you're looking for your uh, to to solve your problem, your your uh, your question of like you know when when is he right to host? I think he I think he was more suited to 2016 than this time because I think no, his 2016 he was like we got to give this guy a chance, right? But his but his point of view his point of view was very much of like the um, I don't know I thought he was I I mean I I haven't watched his 2016 set since then but. Um, he was pretty earnest, you know, and, and for, for better or worse, I think Chappelle is in, like the part of the, I think what makes us, what makes people, especially who are uh, more liberal, uh, upset about Chappelle is that he's so incredibly thoughtful and he can be so incredibly thoughtful and smart and articulate about issues that we care about, that when he's not on our side, or even even if it's not about sides, when he's making jokes about something that we also take uh, find important, then it feels like a betrayal. Um, and I, I, I mean, I don't know. Some of this is also I do. Uh, I, I think comedians complaining about woke culture is generally stupid. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, comedians used to get arrested for shit for like doing their right. job. And yeah. so it's exactly, not like, yeah. it's not like it's, you know, you're not, you're not, you, you'll figure it out if you're good. And if you're not, then, you know, okay, you, you were a hack who needed, you know, needed to be well, able to was, needle people in a particular way. But I don't think that, that was, that's Chappelle. I don't think that's ever been Chappelle, even at his lowest point. Um, but I don't know. That's also, I, I also think that he's made jokes that he doesn't need to, um, Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's that he doesn't need to make those jokes. He doesn't need to make the, the like the joke about like the joke about women's pay, which is it's a cheap shot kind of joke. Oh, so bad. Um, but it also was a joke, you know, more about uh, the about enablers around Trump and not about women's pay. Like women's pay was the shock value of it, and that's the part that everyone remembers. But the joke was actually about enablers in the Trump administration. Um, it just happens to be. Uh, structured around women's pay in a way to get you to elicit a response. Um, right. Well, uh, Tori, uh, you probably missed it, but he was like, um, he was talking about how Dr. Burks was like uh, enabling the Donald Trump, and then he was like, oh, you know, that's why women only get seventy percent uh, right. pay. And it's like it's a it's a cheap joke. Like that's a it's not a. It's not. I mean, I wouldn't defend the joke, but it's it's almost more like the joke is not good. Like it's not a good joke. It's mm. a it's a it's yeah. a cheap, easy punch punch uh, punching bag. Um, but you don't feel like he made that joke in order to needle a certain demographic of like social justice warriors, quote unquote. I, the only thing that I thought he did, which was um, deliberate was probably, and it, again, it's in the moment and it's off the cuff, which is how he kind of performs anyway, was the, um, 
the oh, I thought we were having a comedy show, Lauren. The you know it's the woke police. Oh, yeah, it feels yeah. like a woke meeting. Like that's just. <laughs> but again, that's everybody does that in like the. That's a that's a natural knee jerk reaction for anybody on that stage. Um, I mean, as a comedian, not on the SNL stage. Um, so, I don't know. I I still. I mean, he did a he did a kung flu joke, which I was like, oh, where's this going? Oh but, yeah. Um, but I liked his, uh, because again, in that instance, it's not about the racism. It's, it's pointing at the fact that like, you know, and the Kung Fu joke didn't bother you. It didn't because, because the target wasn't, uh, Asian people. Um, the target Even was when he's like, I should have, when he's like, I should have come up with that. That was a great line. That should have right. been my joke. Yeah, because that's that's the joke. The joke is that he's jealous of Trump being because being funny Trump and made racist. A racist joke. Well, it's and it's the he idea that been funny and racist. It's yeah, but you know, you're you're now you're taking a comedian's words at face value and say and attributing it that to his actual point of view, as opposed to him underscoring the fact that what makes Trump effective, right, is that he comes up with these catchy sound bites, right. That are right. really offensive. Yeah, but which memorable. are the kind of things that a comedian would like to say. It just, not not because they want to be offensive, but right. because it's the kind of thing. It's a kind of uh, out of line, you know, thing or hyperbolic thing that you could say in a comedy show where where it's understood. the 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 agreement is that you are making jokes, and so you will say some things that you know. If you said it as a real person to me, I would be like, "Oh, that's terrible." But because mm-hmm. we have an understanding that you are telling jokes that, you know, therefore I am not going to automatically attribute this to your actual beliefs. That, um, that came up in the doc, in the comedy store too. And they were interviewing, uh, David Spade of all mm-hmm. people. And he said, basically, um, when you're on stage, you should be able to say whatever you want. If you're mm-hmm. in an interview with like a magazine or, a you know, uh, a, a talk show and you say something offensive, then it's totally fair game to call you on it. And, but when you're on stage, you should be able to make whatever jokes, there should be a certain freedom. Right. And I, yeah, I was, I, you know, I'm, I felt very conflicted about that, but I think that is how I, I saw that. I saw Dave Chappelle set in light of that. It's like, right. he, okay, I should give him sort of like the freedom to try out. And like, you don't cancel somebody, so to speak, over their stand up sets. And right. I obviously, uh, that's not what I was thinking. I'm not right. trying to cancel Dave Chappelle, but I was, yeah, yeah, I didn't love, I didn't love so, the set. It's a Pod Jiva exclusive. <laughs> Dustin canceling Dave Chappelle. <laughs> That's right. Not. That's right. We're not. Now he's done. No, what I hear, what I heard, was that Dustin wants Dave Chappelle ended. Uh, message received. Um, no, and I, I mean, I I understand that conflict, and that's that's fundamentally the kind of thing that that's what comedy is, is stand up in particular is kind of reckoning with now, and it's I don't know, it's just the the lines are blurry right now, and it's not. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's unreasonable to expect. I, I to me the the difference is 
and I, I've said this a lot, and I've probably said it tonight already, but um, <clears throat> the difference is that if you're punching up, then you can kind of make a joke about anybody. And um, be, because there, there's an understood power imbalance where the jokes you are making are, are such that it's, um, you know, that, that the, your power is in making the joke because the other entity's power, whether it's a group or your boss or whatever, you know, they have, they have a, their own way of exerting power. And I think a lot of the, um, a lot of the things that people that people have been, you know, often justifiably upset about are when comedians are punching down, and yeah. specifically when famous comedians and rich comedians are punching down, because that there it goes from feeling like you're you know uh, eliciting a truth about something larger in society, and. It, it becomes about like now now you're marginalizing uh, a people or a group that you know is already marginalized um, so I think that that kind of criticism is fair and that's the kind of thing that that's being dealt with right now and Chappelle's dealt with that and you know he's kind of dismissed it to to his you know uh, to my personal dismay because I wish he wouldn't but um, but but that being said I think that I think that there's a there's a problem that we've kind of fallen into. This is just a personal theory that I'm sure other people have said better than me, but we've kind of fallen into this problem where post John Stewart Daily Show, we've kind of come to expect comedians to just tell the truth and they're like, "Oh, they're the ones who really cut through the bullshit." And they're the ones who we can listen to and like, you know, they're going to tell it like it is. And that's what not you know, not just him in the Daily Show, but that that point of view about comedy, while you know helping build the current boom that we were in pre-pandemic, um, it it also led to this situation where now people are people are going to com- like it's like you're going to a comedy show expecting truth, and there is truth in it, but you're going to it expecting it to all be true, and that's the danger. That's that's why people are upset, and and so we haven't found the right balance yet to to reckon with that to me that is fair and i hadn't considered that but yeah that's absolutely what we're doing we're but anyway you didn't like his you didn't like to, his set that's okay no 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 yeah. but we still want to our, our comedians to reinforce our own opinions and they're not all doing that right and then we want to like cancel them but i don't want to cancel anybody i'm not saying that i don't know but, that's kind of the message i got I mean, Tori is, is our neutral <laughs> arbiter between the between the two of us, I feel like. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure if I ever listen to Dave Chappelle oh, no. again, I'm going to get fired. Oh, no. What'd you do, Dan? <laughs> I just knocked over my beer. <laughs> oh, no. Do we have to oh. wait while you clean it up? No, 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 it's fine. I, I've got some uh, I've got some napkins right here. So. Yeah, you should clean it up. You're going to need your beer. Dan always has napkins with him. There, oh, there, there are was always a... napkins here. Keep going. I'm right here. There was a... No, I was just going to say there was another scene in the comedy store that was interesting. Uh, Binder brought several comedians together, uh, including, um, I don't remember them all, but I know that Joe Rogan was there mm-hmm. and Whitney Cummings was there. Mm-hmm. And they were all talking about how, they were basically talking about how Louis C.K. got mistreated. And like, Ugh. well, that's and everybody a... was, 
it was a really weird thing. And and to see Whitney Cummings uh, and her relationship with um, what's his face, Crystalia. <coughs> yeah, Crystalia and the other one, uh, Brian Callen. And and to see her sort of like supporting Louis C.K. was a very bizarre thing. Yeah. That's a that's a different yeah uh, problem. And then there was and yeah, and then there was one other female comic who I didn't <laughs> know who was making all of the guys in this room have raped me before jokes, and I was like, oh, this is really un what what that's not a joke. But again, you know, maybe I overreact. No, that's a that's a different situation. I think. Um... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know the context. I think there's a certain power in in that discomfort. Like, I, you know, if she was doing that in defense of Louis C.K., I think that's a very different thing. But sometimes there is a power in just saying, like, you know, un, again, underla- underscoring how prevalent, <laughs> like, <laughs> sexual right. assault is. Right. Like, you know, in, in especially in these kind of predatory situations. And... Um, so, you know, and that's one of those situations where that joke is deeply uncomfortable, um, not because it's necessarily true, but because it might be. Like, she could have been lying, right. and it's still very uncomfortable. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know, yeah, if she was doing that in defense. I don't understand this, like, like, the... I wish somebody the else had redemption watched of, the comedy of, store besides me. The redemption oh, yeah, of Louis yeah, C.K. Totally like... for comedy as if... Because mm-hmm. it's also... It's not just that he did incredibly creepy well, they were predatory compar- things, but Mike he... Mike Binder was... He did it... Th- like, at comedy shows through, like, through exactly. his influence With of that. like comedians. Yeah. Right. Like, it, it was... It but, did cross that professional... And they try to... They act like it's, like, a personal versus professional thing. And it's like, no, in this case, it is all mixed up, mixed together. Right. Like what Binder did specifically is he compared him to Richard Pryor and Richard Pryor coming back after his like uh, drug. He had, you know, Pryor had like a horrible drug issue for a few years and then he sort of bounced back from that and became better than ever. And like Mike Binder was telling Louis C.K. that he was going to be the next Pryor. And I'm like, what? What? This, This is not the same thing at all. Addiction is a disease. And uh, being a predator is not <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're, like what? And it it's sounds just... like a very different documentary than I was expecting it to be. Well, That's it awful. wasn't until the very end when they wanted to talk about the legacy of the comedy store. Like, you know, the first four episodes were were about the comedy store specifically, and then the fifth was like the legacy, hmm. and like, and then they brought in Louis C.K. for some reason. It, I don't know. It was bizarre and. I... I'm going to talk about it, but yeah, I, I, there's, there's the overarching thing for me, which is just like, even if you think Louis CK is like incredible professionally, the idea that you could then set aside his victims to, to prop him up like that, mm-hmm. <coughs> I find very disturbing, but there's also the petty part of me, which is just, I never saw his appeal in the first place. So this idea that, like, he is such a genius, and I get that he, like, he's fine. There were things I thought he was sort of funny, but, like, not in a way where he's, like, an irreplaceable talent. Right. (laughs) I'm like, he's fine. 
there are plenty of other people who deserve that opportunity. Right. Like maybe some of the women he chased out of comedy. <laughs> right. And and I yeah, mean it, I mean even that gets even to the 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 fact like the idea of an irrepre- irreplaceable talent. Right. It's like that's we should get that out of our heads yeah. in general. Like just in general. There's like, no such thing. Um or there shouldn't be such a thing. Uh, yeah. I I get that it exists in our world uh because of financial reasons, but um it it shouldn't ideally. Um Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah, I've just never really understood it with him. Mm-hmm. So. I thought his jokes about parenting were spot on, but other than that, uh, but I know he he does really tell tell really great parenting uh, bits. Well, that was SNL. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and the Comedy Store. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry about that. No, that's. Um, that we, was, uh, we're going to run long. I, this is what I'll say about Fear the Walking Dead to everybody that's still listening. <laughs> no segue. It is fantastic, and it's... I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what happened. Uh, well, I, I have a feeling I know what happens, uh, which is like there's a, uh, there's a guy named Scott Gimple who ran... who was the showrunner on The Walking Dead for seasons seven through nine which everyone recognizes as the worst seasons. So seven, seven and eight. I don't know, six, seven, and eight. He was terrible. Then he went over to Fear of the Walking Dead and seasons four and five, uh, he was consulting or whatever, overseeing. Well, he's kind of like the overseer of the whole franchise now. Right. But he's got a particular voice, and you know that voice. And his voice was in seasons four and five all of the time. And you could hear it, and it was awful. And then they started this new spinoff, The World Beyond, and you can hear Gimple's voice again in that show, and it's terrible. But it left Fear the Walking Dead. You don't hear it anymore. And Fear the Walking Dead has suddenly become, this season, through six, the first six episodes, it's as good as any uh, season of The Walking Dead. And I'm not being hyperbolic. It's like, legitimately a great show and it's because i think my theory is that scott gimple is not involved and that's all i will say it's a really good show and you should tune in uh is this season six (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i will say counterpoint uh scott gimple wrote one of what I thought was one of the best episodes of the original Walking Dead. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, which one? Uh, Clear. It was season three. It's the one oh, where Clear Rick, is and, great. Rick yeah. and Michonne and Carl end up yes. in the town and they run into, uh, uh, what's his name? Morgan. Morgan. Morgan, yeah. yeah. So Morgan is the main character in Fear the Walking Dead now. Right. Um, do you remember on Clear, do you remember all the shit that was written on the walls? Like, uh, I don't remember no, I do not. Okay, I just remember that that episode as kind of like almost like its own play because it just it's just those four characters. It basically. was a really good episode, but there was a lot of um, graffiti written on Morgan's wall, mm-hmm. and that graffiti has become like there was a lot of cheesy sayings amidst the graffiti, and that's exactly what Scott Gimple is. The end is the beginning. 
that sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> he should not be in charge of the entire universe, is what I'm saying. He's the worst part of The Walking Dead. Oh, my God. Wow. He's no Greg Berlanti. No, no, he's not. Berlanti, you know, hands it off. Um, the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that, that was the Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, and uh, speaking of... And another uh, week when we didn't spend half an hour on Dave Chappelle and Louis C.K., I'd be happy to talk about Fear of the Walking Dead. Right. Um, the Mandalorian. All right, we're, we'll do this one briefly also. Um, yeah. uh, There's, the, uh, what is there to say about it? Uh, well, what oh I would like God. to say is uh, Paul Sung-Hyung Lee, who is uh, Mr. Kim on Kim's Convenience... Uh, got to got to live out his dream playing an X-wing pilot. Uh, that was and, really cute. Which was great because he he in like real life he's like a hardcore nerd and he's like posted photos of himself on like Twitter cosplaying in like Star Wars gear or like Ghostbusters gear. Like he he does this just on his own. Um, so uh, so yeah, so that was amazing and uh, definitely the rest of it. I mean, it was it was also. I mean, I enjoyed it, but... Um. I enjoyed it. I mean, Amy Sedaris came back, which is always right. a great way to start. Yep. Um, that was wonderful. It I hate the show. <laughs> no, I, I hate the show, but I loved this episode. It was... Well, so it had the aliens rift with the eggs, and it had the... Yes. The lizard lady. Um, mm-hmm. I just need to say... So part of my reaction was obviously that we had more uh, Baby Yoda content, but what I love about Baby Yoda is that he can be actively exterminating an entire species, <laughs> and he's still just really adorable. adorable. Just, just not a species, just that that particular. I thought they were the last of their species. It was. Just I think their it's the last line. of her family line. Whatever. I mean, she. Can, I mean, it's still well, killing it's still a family, bad. killing a species. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, he wanted the eggs, and like. When you look at his face, just let him have them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I loved it. I though. didn't get the appeal of Baby Yoda until that moment that when moment. he started eating those eggs. And I was like, oh my God, that's so adorable. He's killing that family's lives. And like the whole time I'm waiting for an account. What's in right. her like oh, little yeah. incubator Me basket, too. the you know backpack, and figure out that like <laughs> they're missing because mm-hmm. it seemed like he was eating a lot of them. Um, yeah. And when he pulled them out of it, was his, making me very anxious. <laughs> it made me anxious too. I was watching it with my husband, and my husband was very much like the whole time, like like appalled at Baby Yoda, like who's gonna stop Baby Yoda? And the whole time, right. I'm like, nobody stops Baby Yoda. Like nope. you let Baby Yoda eat what Baby Yoda wants. <laughs> But the whole episode was about parenthood, which I enjoyed. Okay, that like, too. I, I mean, because Baby Yoda was more like annoying toddler than he's ever been. Yes. In this episode, and and then and you have Frog Lady, which I guess is her name, uh, <laughs> with her eggs and yeah. like trying to protect her family. And, and it was just a nice little and thing the spider like that. with its spider. I thought the spiders pods. were legitimately terrifying. They oh, were. they were terrifying. They were. Yeah. They were very terrifying. Oh, and we got. I'm, I'm a re- snake guy and not a smarter guy, but that was really scary. And we got the brief return of Richard Eowade uh, as the robot, the killer oh, robot right. from last season, with his voice oh, yeah. translating his voice. for uh, Frog Lady. Which you know how you everyone like on the internet was just freaking out about um, Space Raylan last week. Yep. Um, 
so like and everyone's like oh he's so hot the marshal oh he's so hot like that for me was Richard Ayoade's voice coming out of a robot head this week <laughs> like just literally like I I want the cardboard stand-ups I want like the memes like I just like you guys can find the dude from Justified Sexy I can find Richard Ayoade's voice coming out of a robot head sexy and like Well the other thing about that that's great is that they've they've now made it canon that they can they can bring him back whenever they want. Yes, because his parts are there and I right. love it. I love it so much. So anyway. Uh there's a lot to love in this episode. Yeah. Not so much, I'm assuming, the space physics of of airplanes flying with holes in them. That was fun. And the Dick Dick X-Wing pilots are like, you know, we saved, we shot your spiders, bye. Yeah. (laughs) Just Uh, The the one thing that actually I was thinking, uh, this is the first time I've ever seen X-Wing pilots basically as cops. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're just cops. I mean, in this particular instance. Well, because you're dealing with five years after... Right. Um, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, yeah, they've beaten... So, they've now taken over. Is that where we are? Five years yeah. after Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, so it's... Uh, I, yeah, I don't really get the deal with... Baby Yoda is definitely not Yoda. Right, it's, it's not Yoda. Yeah. It's just another uh, of of Yoda, Yoda species, whatever right. that is. Which has never been named. I think my son. Uh, I don't know anything. I don't know the mythology of the show. I <laughs> didn't like it until the season when I suddenly fell in love with it. Some of them, but my no. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Well, we'll see what Ted happens Lasso. at the end of the year. We'll, Ted Lasso. we'll just see where Cheers we are out. at the end of the year. You know. But my son Recount. insists that uh, the Mandalorian will um, will uh, somehow justify the terrible ninth episode of Star Wars. Oh. I, I mean, that's that. a... I, that's is that impossible. a thing? That's not going to happen. That, uh, I mean, the... I don't want to say your son that, is wrong, but... The fact that we didn't like the ninth movie, yes, that's true, but I don't know no, how... No, he thinks that somehow this will... I don't know how it works, but somehow it will explain something in the ninth movie. Okay. I'm sure somebody understands it, but I don't. I don't think... My, uh... Uh, complete aside, here's a here's a fun story. I got a lot of drink. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had some friends over uh, Saturday night uh, after the election, and we're talking around the fire, socially distanced, whatever. Um, and uh, they bring up one of the one of the guys has daughters who are in high school, and they're like, and he's like, these guys we're in high school keep talking to them about no nut november and i'm like what the fuck is no nut oh, i've november? heard about this you have well i, I had never heard of there this. was an uh one of those am i the asshole like the reddit things but then it got posted on twitter and it was somebody's fiance like they're supposed to get married this month and the fiance is like well it's no nut november so we're not sleeping together on our honeymoon and the, the person's just like I what do i do about this this can't be real wait what so these high school kids no no not november like these high school kids are telling my friend's daughters who are also in high school they're participating in no nut november so they're not like jerking off for the whole month and i'm like 
things have changed a lot since my day because we would never talk about that with whatever. Uh, the point is, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting around and my son comes out who is 13, and I'm just like joking with the guys, hey, hey, hey. and I'm like, hey, uh, do you know about no no November? And he, it was like the fucking roadrunner. He just runs away. <laughs> again. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, my son knows what that means. He's very online. I guess so. I just, I was just like. Wow. Maybe I'm not that online. Okay. What? I guess so. I don't know. Wait, can we... <laughs> what does that have to do with this week's Mandalorian and the themes of parenthood? I don't remember. Just that, parenting. Just hard. parenting, yeah. yeah. You, you, you talk to your son about No Nut November. Much in the I, way... Well, wait, wait, wait. I can, I can do it. You can work. do it. Much in the way that uh, the Mandalorian was trying to prevent baby Yoda from eating the eggs. Mm -hmm. So too are you trying... No, I've lost it. Okay, never mind. Wait, 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 wait. I think I've got... No, that's too disgusting. I won't go there. (laughs) It's it's tricky when it's dealing with real people, isn't it, Tori? No, well, I was going to say, if nobody's nutting, then what could baby oh Yoda eat? But then I got into oh. a whole thing on, like, well, are yeah, yeah. eggs it's been, it's been for weird. women, is that, like, the female version of nutting? Right. I don't know. Let's move on to our game. <laughs> game it up. Very quickly. Play the game for no November. We'll just try to get away from this conversation. Um, but anyway. That's why my son ran away so fast. He didn't want to. I think we should dwell on this me. conversation. If I had to listen to Dave Chappelle for 30 minutes, I feel like I should be able to talk about the intricacies <laughs> well, of space look, nutting. You can, we, can, we can have this conversation. That's, that's fine. Um, Bonus episode? Bonus episode for the holidays? Oh, Bank it? <laughs> uh, you're going to make me do editing. I don't want to do editing. No, no, no. Go to the game. I wanted to okay. know what the game was. Uh, we'll, 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 I'm sure we will have more opportunities to talk about November space. is several more weeks. That's true. We'll have a lot more time to talk yeah. about not netting things. Right. Um, oh, my God. All right. Uh, I mean, you know, we might watch uh, that movie about the teacher. Isn't that a thing? A teacher. A teacher. It's a That's TV called. show Based because on we are a TV podcast. Oh, did I say movie? I meant TV show. But it was a movie before it was a TV it show. It was. That's oh, right. okay. Well, well, we'll maybe talk about the TV version if any of us watch it. Um, okay, here is, it. here is the game. It is, uh, it's called the Untitled Game 100. No, not November show. Uh, it's not <laughs> called that. Uh, here, is, here, is the, here are the rules. Uh, I have in front of me the list of the top 100 rated shows uh, as far as IMDb goes, um, wow. what, what I will do is I will pick a show and then you will tell me where it is, uh, on the, it, we, we, it, it's, it's definitely within one in a hundred. So, um, you'll tell me where you think it is in that, uh, ranking, uh, and it's a very clever game. Wait, did we do a version of this, but we just had to blindly guess shows that might be on the 100? We might have, but this time I'm going to give you the title and you have to give me the rank. 
Oh. Uh, is it over under when point. we get close? Whoever gets closest. So so you can be over or under. It's just whoever's closest, uh, which means I have to do math. Okay. Uh, which is okay, but um, I I will well, let I you if you. The only difference is. Uh, you you get more than one guess until you lock it in. So like if let's say the show is just as an example, let's say that the show is ranked number fifty, and then Tori says sixty, and then Dustin says you know fifty five, and then Tori, if you want to be like oh I think that's closer, all right, let me go fifty. Like you can fight and like fight your way closer if you if you think it's right. But you're not going to give us any hints. I'm not going to give you any hints. But if you if you feel like they like if you feel like Dustin gave a better answer or vice versa, then you can be like oh I want to change mine. Um, Okay. So we'll see how it goes. All right, all right. Uh, let me get my paper, which is definitely not soaked in beer. And, uh, <laughs> right Could you tell us as a baseline? Could you, like, give us one? Okay, I'll give you one as a baseline. Uh, one show that is not... So So one other problem with this list is that it, it includes... I'm only going to give you scripted shows, but this list includes unscripted. So... Uh, you oh, won't get so those, those, but just like, you know, slides. it might mess it up. But here's an example. Uh, coming in at 101, so just out of the top 100, is The Simpsons. Wow. At wow. 8.6 average rating on IMDb. Oh, wow. Um, so this is like a, com- a couple of those that didn't make it, uh, just, to, just to keep going on that. House is 104. Battlestar Galactica is 105. Uh, Westworld is 106. This is a garbage list. The cr- oh yeah, the crowd is 108. Well, here's here's how bad it is. The Mandalorian 110. So no. already wow. a terrible list. That. Ted Lasso I, 113. I think it's because they're newer shows. I think it's because they're newer shows. So they're not. isn't. You know what? New shows debut high. No, no, but the but for the for the algorithm to work, it's a cumulative thing. Because people can like vote per episode. Yeah. Too. Uh, so a longer a longer running show will have more a better shot. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. But anyway, let's see let's see how it goes. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be great. Uh, let's start with this. Uh, Fleabag. Where do you think Fleabag is? Well, look. Uh, I'm gonna basically like I'm seeding this whole game to Dustin. So officially I'm abstaining from playing because, uh, that was some, that was some trash. You're already playing under protest. I'm playing under, yeah, no, like, okay. Um, I will, I will offer some guesses, but just so we all understand Dustin has won. I am not officially playing, um, Mandalorian just, justice for Mando. Um, I would say Fleabag. I'm going to put it in at like in 77. Okay. Dustin? 42. Uh, All right. Anybody want to change their guess after hearing that? Justice for Mando. All right. Uh, Tori is closer. uh, So she gets a point. Uh, Fleabag is ranked 86 on this list. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, it's very weird, right? Uh, let's give you, let's give you another one. Uh, let's see. What am I gonna, this is, oh man, this list is just gonna piss you guys off. It's great. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, how about this? Uh, True Detective. Where does True Detective rank between one and a hundred, according to this It made it list? into the top 100? It is in the top 100. This game is garbage. All right, Tori. 
98. Okay. <laughs> Any, you, anyone anyone want to change their change their vote? 97. Oh, okay. 96. Nice. We're going to do this. Go time. on forever. Uh, all right. No, I'll be serious. Um, nah, fuck it. I'm sticking with 98. 98. Dustin, are you doing 97? No, I'm going to 68. 68. All right. So 68 and 98. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. Dustin is closer. Uh, <laughs> True Detective, right? Number 31. <laughs> bullshit. That's such bullshit. That's, such, that's uh, this is what the list says. I don't know who made the list, but it's... Uh, Wait, it's I feel I mean. like the last time we did this, The Wire is like number one or number two, right? Uh, Tell us what number one is so we have a baseline. Okay. Well, I can do that because number one is not scripted. Is number one and oh. number one and two are the Planet Earth shows. Oh, oh well, okay, you. that's fine. If you want the top scripted, I'll give you the top scripted. How's that? Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, here's two. Just to, so three is a miniseries. Well, I guess the first two are miniseries also, but three is Band of Brothers, and four is Breaking no, Bad. All right. So Breaking okay, Bad okay, is the highest okay. scripted series at number four. Higher than The Wire. It is higher than The Wire. Um, As it should be. You what? I can. What? I, I'll give you the wire if you want to hear it. But yeah, I mean, it are means they going to make us angry? Wire's number six. Okay, it's oh, the next okay. scripted series after okay. that. Because oh uh, shit, so there's something. Oh, there's something at four and five. F- no, four was Breaking Bad. I'll give you five because five is okay. a mini series. We're not going to do that. Five is Chernobyl. Oh no, that's not a wire. Yeah, it's weird, right? Um, all right, well, all right. Give us wait, some time. wait, wait. I've got a good one. Okay, so it's one one. Uh, here we go. Uh, Rick and Morty. Where does Rick and Morty land in the top 100? 25. 71. All right. We good with our, with our guesses? Yeah. All right. Tori gets it. Uh, oh, Rick come and Morty, on. 13. 13. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. What? Number 13 greatest show of all time, according to this IMDb. list. IMDb. According that to this incorrect. list on Correct. Uh, oh well, well, look, all I know is that Tori is winning the game. Uh, two to one. Fact. How about... Oh, here we go. Uh, Twin Peaks. Where oh. is Twin Peaks in the top 100? It is in there. Go for it, Tori. I don't know. I mean, obviously it should be in the top 10, but I assume... 77. It, yeah, this garbage list is going to put it... <laughs> Way down. I'm okay. I'm gonna go thirty. All right, seventy-seven and thirty. Uh oh, God, I have to do math. Literally, number. It's like fifty. <laughs> uh okay. Dustin gets it, just barely. It's fifty-five. Oh. So Dustin was just closer, just slightly. Too high. Um. Too high. It's not uh, too high. What? Wait, are you saying too high? Like it, like it should be lower? Yes. It should be like 190. Oh my god! No. Jesus. What oh the my hell? God. All right, now I got to find one that pisses Dustin off. Let's see. Um, <laughs> oh, look for Friday Night Lights and then tell me it's not on the list. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Friday Night Lights is not in the top 100. <laughs> yeah. Oh come Screw on, you, Dan. Dustin. Um, I, I didn't make this list. Uh, all right. Wait, does that mean Ted Lasso is higher than Friday Night Lights? 
Ted Lasso. Because no. you said it was higher like, than Friday Night Lights. That is not right. That's. Um, I mean, I love Ted Lasso. All right, how about this? Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under is in the top 100. Mm. Oh. Well, that hurts me. 20. I mean, I'm glad it's in the top 100. I, yeah, I would say 15. Dustin says 15. Tori says 20. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Tori gets it, but it's 96. <laughs> Come on. Uh, that's fine. Well, that makes up for that Come Twin on. Peaks faux Three, pas. two, Tori. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, okay, here we go. Uh, a, a television show that everyone on this podcast loved and watched all of, Friends. <laughs> Where is Friends in the top 100? <laughs> 200. <gasps> oh, God. It's 90. not a trick question. It's it's definitely 50. in there. Dustin, what'd you say? I'm, I'm going to say 80. So Dustin says 80, Tori says 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tori gets it very close, 44. Jesus. So Tori is up 4 to 2. One I'm clearly going to win this. And also Except this, I've already well, the funny thing it. is that you're going to win because Tori is playing under protest. Right. Um, let's see. What other shows can we pick out of here? Uh, oh, we should do this one um, just because. Uh, Game of Thrones. Where is Game of Thrones in the top 100? 17. Oh, I'm going to say, I, I like the idea of 99. I do like that. Uh, all right. Dustin gets it. Uh, it's 11. What? You're, you're, yep. you know, Did they see the finale? The IMDb people would put that high. It's 11 on this show. Uh, I'm on this list. I don't know. I don't know why, but, uh, no. I know. I get it. If you're like averaging the episodes, I mean, mm-hmm. it's good yeah. until the last one. Yeah, in the beginning it was the last good. three. Um, all right, last what three other seasons. what other shows can we do that will be uh, frustrating? Leftovers. Um, uh, oh God. D- Ducktales. If you tell me it's not on that list, I swear to fucking God. Um, <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's try something that you guys are not so emotionally attached to. Uh, oh, okay. How about this one? Uh, the Boys. The Boys is in the top 100. It is? Why? Look at this. Eh, 62. <laughs> 80. Uh, Tori yeah, gets it for the win. Yeah. 80 exactly. <gasps> wow. So Tori wins the game despite playing under protest. She still wins because that's insane. <laughs> he did that. <laughs> I just think of everything I like, and then I assume it's not going to do well. <laughs> uh, a couple other random ones in here. Uh, Better Call Saul was 75. The West Wing is 72. Uh, Dark was 65. Dark? Wait, the what? German show? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm better than the, the West Wing? No. <gasps> yeah, no, this list is incredible. I love this. Uh, Freaks and Geeks, 62. Uh, Narcos fifty eight. Uh, what? Uh, Queen's Gambit fifty. Uh, I haven't watched that. Well, yet. There's got to be some. Yeah, good. is this primacy like? It's not, yeah. I think I recent, recent, there's there's some bias, recency yeah. bias, but also not. I don't know. Fargo thirty five. Uh, Batman huh. the animated series twenty seven. Um, Genuinely, has anybody watched the season of Fargo? 
I quit. I quit. After I've still only there, seen the first five. episode and a half. I'm like three in. Or no, I quit at five, I think. I'm like, no, this is just not going to get any better. Well, Tori's won the game. Congratulations, Tori. Why, thank you. God uh, damn it, Tori. Even though Dustin uh, tried to cheat, he, he cheated so much that, uh, that Tori tried to give him the game and still won. Uh, <laughs> that's impressive. I don't know where me. I cheated, but okay. Well, um, you rigged IMDb. Yeah. I assume that you were spamming the rankings on yeah. this. I, I watched. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, um, but wow! In, in any event, that's that's the that's the show. Um, we went real long on. I mean, this is not our longest show, but we went real long on that SNL uh, comedy section. And, yeah, uh, totally inadvertent. Hopefully, is it? it was it good? <laughs> Tori, was it good? You were listening. We. Were, I found we it listening. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hopefully, it was interesting and not. Uh, not awful, um, but yeah. Hope, yeah, hope, yeah. Hope, I have some confidence. There's, I don't know. I don't listen to myself when I speak on here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying? <laughs> You'll hear it when you're editing it. At, yeah, at I'll quote. hear it. I'll hear it in a couple hours. I saw um, today on Twitter that there's a program that edits out the ums, but then yeah, I thought I don't think that. we're um people. Yeah, we're, we're not um people. Uh, we have a lot of other problems, but we're not um people. Well, we my problem causes. with that is that it's not a. Uh, I, I find that that it breaks up the natural uh, natural rhythm of speech, you know. And yeah. and this is a this is a conversation. It's not. It's not a. We're n- neither. None of us are are Terry Gross, you know. Yeah. So we don't we don't have to. Do they have an, in, did, do they have an app that? Um, Edits out the sound of like chiclets or tic tacs <laughs> or whatever those fucking <laughs> mints are. Did you guys hear that this time? Oh my god, Dustin! <laughs> it's so all we can hear. I literally walked into the other room to do that. I'm no, pretty no. sure there was that... one that you did. Like on the table in front of your microphone. It sounded like you were doing it. In, like in, Are you sure? Okay, wait. I have a serious question. And, you know, we, we need to end the show, but this has to be included. Are you connected with your, like, headphone uh, uh, microphone? Oh, the Is that mic. what's happening? <laughs> yes. So, I forgot. Related I forgot to that. I had the mics and the earbuds. Uh, so I went into the other room to get away from my... Um, but I guess I don't know what's going on. So, yeah. but I was like related to that. Um, did you do any other walking <laughs> with your headphones in? What do you mean? <laughs> did you happen to go to the bathroom at some point? I did. Dave Wait, Chappelle? what? <laughs> wait, I didn't even hear When it. was it? <laughs> wait, wait, no, this is serious. When was that? Because I got to cut that out. <laughs> During Chappelle. I didn't have to cut that out. Oh my yeah, god! It was so. very faint, but it went on for longer than a wine pour. <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Dustin's peeing, but he won't flush the toilet, right? That's oh. right. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! <laughs> wait, wait, is that? Are we? Please okay, wait. Serious question. We, we gotta end the show, and I we gotta talk. I about feel this. like we have to end the, on that bombshell. Dustin urinated on pod. Uh, I mean, I, it's not the first time. It's just the first time we've heard it. We're going to talk about this off the pod, first but time. Oh ha- my have God. a good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. <laughs>